opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Welcome to another training session on ACB with uh, myself, Eric Damery, and Jeff Baser. Hello, Jeff. Hey, hello, Eric, and hello, everybody, ACB and ACB Radio. It's wonderful to be here. Great. Now, Jeff, I'm calling in from Florida, and where are you today? I am in Columbia, South Carolina. Wonderful. And uh, today we're going to spend some time talking about the text analyzer feature, a feature that's been in JAWS for Windows and now also in Fusion for a number of years. Uh, We haven't done a whole lot of changes with it, and uh, I've got it on the um, list of tasks to get to. to. We want to give it an overhaul and make some more changes to it, but it's still a a pretty good feature, and uh, we thought we'd walk folks through that this morning. And so to begin with, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the goal of Text Analyzer? Um, Things like Microsoft Word build features into their product to give cues to a sighted user when something isn't right, like a misspelling or a grammar mistake. Um, And then other things like uh, extra spaces or unopened uh, parentheses or quotations that haven't been closed. You kind of pick up on this stuff visually. But this is a challenge, obviously, for someone using a screen reader, especially a screen reader with just speech, because you can listen to it and it can read just fine. But if you're, uh, it, it could still be loaded with mistakes that are very obvious when you send it to the recipient and they look at it. And uh, if you have a Braille display, it makes a big difference. Uh, Is that right, Jeff? You do this both with speech and with Braille. You use Braille to check primarily? Absolutely, yeah. makes a big difference there with the Braille display. But the really nice thing about the analyzer that I like, Eric, is that if you have a lengthy document, you know, if you're moving through something that's 10 or 15 pages long, you may have a couple, two, three pages that are fine, but uh, there's mistakes further down. And to be able to jump to where you need to go quickly, you know, with the hotkeys, or if you decide that, uh, you know, you want this to run in the background throughout your whole document, you can do it either way. But it's just a very efficient way to be able to move to any mistakes quickly. That's a great point. Yeah, because otherwise, if you had a 40 cell display, you'd have to literally pan through every bit of text to check it. Right. And so, as you mentioned, there's a keystroke, and we'll get into this. We're going to demonstrate it. There's a keystroke that allows you to – you can start at the top of the document or anywhere inside the document, apply that keystroke, and it will start looking from the point of the cursor forward to look for some inconsistency, something that it believes is is wrong and – or different. I shouldn't say wrong. It's just finding it different that you might be interested in. So some of the things that we look at are any font changes, color changes, attributes that start and stop. Um, I mentioned capitalizations. Have you had things capitalized incorrectly? 
it probably is going to stop there and let you review. And again, it doesn't fix any of these things. It simply gets you there so that you can then review it in more detail. Um, the color change in particular is, is a good one, especially the colors and the fonts, um, because of uh, copy and paste. And I'm sure you're familiar with this, Jeff. You've probably experienced some of this where you go onto a web page, you find something that you want to send to somebody, you select it, copy it to the clipboard, paste it to your document. And if you don't tell it to ignore or use the uh, fonts of the destination opposed to the source, you end up with a document that's got a whole bunch of different fonts and colors and sizes in it. And we wouldn't have any idea unless we ran the, the text analyzer to find that out. And I'm sure we've all done it where we've been in a hurry and we've, we've sent some of these things out, you know, and, and they read just fine. And a sighted person might go, oh, well, I guess they forgot to take a look at that, even though the information is there. So it's another way besides what's built into Word already with spell check and track changes and things like that, but another way to make sure that once you're sending something out, it looks correct. That's right, because we are all kind of measured by uh, the communications that we send. So it's an important feature. Uh, it's one that I've always talked to our tech support department about to be very cautious and aware of this, that they're sending out communications maybe to companies, IT people, and if those communications uh, – are mixed uh, text or loaded with inconsistencies, I'm sure the IT person starts to wonder about, well, if, if that's what the document is or the email that they're sending me, what is the information going to be like? Is it going to be riddled with mistakes too? So it's important to get it right. So why don't I try and share my screen here? Full speech. Now, I had speech on demand going, so you didn't hear anything when I shared my screen, but you should hear it now. We do. And yep. uh, analyzer overview docs dash word. Text analyzer overview docs dash word. So I've got a Microsoft Word document open, and I think this is a document that we'll share with the ACB communities here. Uh, so that people can get this when you're done. I'm going to go through, we're going to give some keystrokes and so forth. Uh, if you want to write them down, you can. Otherwise, you'll be able to get those from this document, or I'll even show you a better way to do this uh, in the command search feature. So uh, I made some mistakes in this document in the first paragraph at the top so that we could go through and experience this a little bit uh, and see just how it works. Um, so the first thing you'll need to know is what is the keystroke to do it? And I mentioned the command search will start there to learn. So in order to get into command search, I give the keystrokes for that. Insert space takes me to the layered mode. Space. And we hear that. Now J for JAWS. Search for JAWS commands dialog. And search for colon edit. And every search for colon edit. Everything that we go over here is going to apply also to... Uh, it's going to apply also to Fusion. So this will be true for JAWS or for Fusion. Now, once I get into the command search, I want to search for text analyzer. Actually, I've learned that if you just type in analyze, A -N -A -L. that's enough. 
text analyzer toggle, insert plus space, a heading level free link. So Jeff mentioned that you could uh, turn this thing on. So insert space, the layered commands, and A, turn on the text analyzer. So then, then it will be on all the time as you move through. And uh, you don't necessarily want to uh, have this on all the time, but uh, it's certainly something you can turn on, and then you can arrow through your document. I don't tend to do it that way. Jaws key plus space, text analyzer move to next inconsistency, alt plus windows plus I heading level three link. So this is the way I use the feature, and I generally show the feature. So alt plus the windows key depressed, and the letter I for inconsistency. That's the command to do this. So I'm going to hit escape. Escape, text analyzer over And I'm back at the top of the document. And uh, I'm going to press the Alt Windows key down and hit the letter I. Don't change red text. And it moved to a place. It happened. I'll just let you know. It moved down about three lines and it stopped on a piece of text that is red. Uh, so for whatever reason, this text is red at this point. And uh, and text. And I'm on the word text, and we can start reading from here. Uh, and see what it was that was read, or we can jump ahead. I'll hold down the Alt Windows key, hit I again. Font change black, period. And I can see it changed back to black. So I'll press the up arrow. And and, and by the way, I'm on. Period. File. Wav. File. Wav. File. And so if I up arrow. Missed. Text analyzer is a tool that notifies you of these errors in your document by using a spoken message or what file you can configure jaws to announce this so that whole sentence was read text analyzer is a tool that notifies you all the way up to wav file so i'll do i'll, I'll keep moving forward from this point inverted cap at column 383 said inverted cap so i'm going to left arrow space right arrow misspelled o os r o so o is small r. r is large Radio. so uh, for whatever reason, I capitalized the R I shouldn't have. I'm just going to correct it. Space R. And you heard, that, you heard that other noise. That noise was telling me that the misspelling just went away, so I fixed it. So I'll hold down the Alt Windows and hit I again to move to the next one. Unclosed left paren at column 593. So it said unclosed paren. So it's a parenthesis that I must have put in. L, left paren, L. O O K I N G four errors period blank. So I guess I looking for errors, I must have wanted that in parentheses. Right parentheses. So I put in the parentheses and that fixes that one. And then I can just keep going. Windows key alt I. Change eighteen points. Turning. And I reached some text that was a, a larger size. Turning on text analyzer. And it was also bold, so it gave me. It can give me that information. I don't think it gave me the bold information, though, did it? Let me uh, back up Period. and go forward. Font change, 18 points, turning. So, so it only said font change. Now, I know that this is bold text, and why didn't it tell us it was bold text? And it's actually because I turned that component of text analyzer off. So we no longer, um, so it, for me at least, it doesn't stop at italicized or bolded or underlined text. It just moves right along. I've got some noise in the background here, so I'm going to 
get up and see if I can move to a quieter location. That's, Apologize. That's kind of a nice feature, though, Eric, isn't it? Because you can customize this even more so than you're already doing. So if there are certain attributes that you want to make sure that you notice, like bold or uh, italicized, there are checkboxes. You can go into the setting center and actually set this up for it to just find what you need it to, or you can have them all on or off. Well, except that attributes are all falling under one category. So you can't, at this point in the feature, you can't uh, separate bold from underline. I believe attributes are attributes, and if they're either all on or all off. But that's one of the things that I want to change when we update this in the future. And that kind of feedback from consumers would be helpful Um if you if you use this and you find something that you're always stopping at that you don't care to stop at and there's no way to turn that off, that's a good kind of a suggestion to send in. So why don't I go into um, Run Jaws Manager Dialog the Setting Center view Command S Script Manager S Setting Center. So I did Insert F2 S a couple of times to Setting Center. Press Enter. Edit Word Dash Jaws Setting Center Dialog Search Box Edit. Now, text analyzer is something you can customize by application, uh, which you may or may not want to do. You might want it different in Word than you would have it in Outlook. Um, so you can do that. I'm going to change just the default file. So I hold down Control Shift and hit D for default. Just setting center dash default left paren all applications right paren. Loads up the default file. And if you type in text analyzer. T E X T space A. 15 search results list box text processing uh, so I probably should have typed more search box set a text in L one of two search results list box text analyzer so text analyzer turn off text analyzer so we can turn the thing off or I'm going to F6 text analyzer page text analyzer turn off radio button check one of four so you can turn the thing off which is off now or let's just go through the choices here Text analyzer indicate with sound radio button checked. Uh-huh. So you can set up a sound to indicate that something has changed. So if you were going to have this on as you're moving through your document, rather than have it speak what's changed, you probably just want a sound. And then you can, you'll know that there's something changed right there. And then you can go in and look at it. And the sound will be a little less uh, obtrusive, especially as you're reading through your document. Text analyzer speak count radio button checked. Three of four. Speak count. Text analyzer describe inconsistencies radio button checked. Four of four. And describe, and that's what I had was described. So it was telling me inverted caps or things like that. Text, text, text analyzer turn off radio button checked. One of four. Okay, and I'll just tab forward through this page. Indicate mismatched symbols checkbox checked. Mismatched symbols. Parenthesis checkbox checked. So these are the symbols to check. Parentheses. Japanese parenthesis checkbox check. And those are different. You probably won't run across too many Japanese. Braces checkbox checked. Brackets checkbox checked. Angle brackets checkbox checked. Symbols to check ignore solitary paired symbol checkbox checked. Quotes checkbox checked. Inverted marks checkbox checked. Now, one of the reasons all of these different things are in here, uh, if you knew the history, you would probably... Uh, no, and you might be able to gather if you've ever done any programming that these are things that programmers would run across. And this feature was actually implemented 
by one of our developers many years ago out of pure selfishness. When he was navigating through his code, he was looking for inconsistencies, and he built this tool to be able to find that and recognize how powerful it would be for average users trying to edit (laughs) documents. So it became the text analyzer in the product. But he was using it to check his code all along. Inconsistencies to check stray punctuation checkbox checked. Inconsistencies to check runs of spaces checkbox checked. Inconsistencies to check missing capitals checkbox checked. Inconsistencies to check inverted capitals checkbox checked. So if missing capitals doesn't matter or inverted, of course, you can turn those off here. Font changes to check name checkbox checked. Font changes to check size checkbox checked. Font changes to check attributes checkbox not checked. Font changes to check color checkbox checked. And that's the end of uh, the changes on this page. So name, size, attributes, and colors. And colors can be very useful, uh, especially if you're um, working with someone who is sending you a document that has uh, they've they've indicated something or they've added something in and they colored the text. A lot of people do that. And they'll pass a document back to you, and it's got some different colors where they made changes, um, which is, makes it very easy for a sighted person to find, not so easy for you to find if you have to go through and check every letter to see what the font color is. But with this, you could uncheck some of these other things but leave colors checked. And so when you land on the document, an Alt-Windows-Key-I will jump you to any color change in your document. So it's a good solution to to do that. So try that because I mean, we all run across it, uh, certainly in the workplace. Yeah, I've had that happen many times, Eric, where I'm opening a document and somebody says, well, look for the changes in red. And I'm like, okay. So this is definitely a quick way to do that. Good. Uh, I see a couple of hands up. So why don't we try and uh, bring some people in? We'll start with Mitchell. Mitchell, you can unmute yourself. Are any of these features going to be in the December update? Uh, No changes, but everything that we're showing right now not only is in the product today, it's been in the product for a number of years. Okay, when is your December update going to get released? We had hoped to release the December update before the middle of December. I think we're running into some uh, issues trying to get it to clear test, and we're actually working on a 2020 uh, update as well. So I think the 2020 update will hit in December, and that may push the 2021 update into the first week in January. All right, thanks. Yep. All right, Deborah. Even when I have text analyzer off, I still get indications about misspellings and things. So is that is that because that's another feature? And it what, is. So am I going to hear about spellings twice if I turn text analyzer on? No, because text analyzer doesn't tell you about spellings. It stopped on that one spelling error I had, but it was because of a miscapitalization that it stopped there. So, and I- so we do not stop on spelling mistakes, but of course you you can get to those using navigational quick keys for misspellings and word right, if you turn course. on yeah I had not realized it would work so widely outside of Word, so where it sounds like I can use text analyzer and Outlook, Google Docs, all this other stuff Yes, you can thank you. I'm back on mute okay, thanks, Deborah. <laughs> Last three numbers five one seven you may unmute. Actually, I just tried to lower my name is Mary Beth, by the way. Um, I just tried to lower my hand. I think I got my question 
answered. Um, so the text analyzer doesn't do spelling. My question was going to be, if you, if you routinely leave spell checker on in Word, um, there's, no, there's no conflict then with either, either the text analyzer or the, the other spell checker. Am I correct? That's correct. Thank yeah, you. And, and we specifically didn't do misspellings in the text analyzer because we're not trying to replace things that Word already provides for you. We're simply mm-hmm. trying to, you know, Word does has no way of really identifying other than visual cues some of these things on your screen. And uh, there'd be no easy way to find them. And we don't want to build in keystrokes to navigate between all these things. So we lump them all into text analyzer and let inconsistencies just walk you through. No, I think it's going to be great with something like track changes. Uh, yes, but track changes uh, has some ways of moving through already with JAWS. So there are other ways of doing that. You don't necessarily need text analyzer to navigate and find insertions and deletions. There are navigational quick keys and there's features in JAWS just to deal with track changes. As you and, can tell, and, I'm a new JAWS user. Yes. Thank you. Well, and, and, and you touched on track changes. Let me just mention, that is a very powerful feature. And especially in an employment situation, you're going to find that there are a lot of people that work with track changes. And these things can get very involved. You get a very big document that gets passed back and forth between three or four people, and everybody is making some changes in there. Pretty soon, the document is loaded with stuff, and it's really complex to read. Even visually, it can be difficult to process, but with a screen reader, it can be even more difficult. And we've put a lot of effort into um, making that work better. Uh, it's not it's not for the faint at heart. You want to practice this. This is a good thing to really work on uh, working with a document that's got track changes. And you can practice this yourself with someone else. But uh, I'd encourage you to look into that more, especially in a work environment. It's something you would definitely want to have a good handle on. Okay. Somebody with the last 3751, you may unmute. My name is Roberta. Um, And I just, I really appreciate what you're sharing about. Would it be possible for you to increase the volume on your jaws? It would be. That would be wonderful. Um. Full speech. So with that, I'd like to take a minute to digress away from Text Analyzer and give you all a little insight into something that's coming in the January uh, update. If we don't make it out here in December, you'll get it in January. So the next 2021 update is going to have this feature. You will be the first ones that have ever heard about it because we haven't we haven't sh- shared this outside the company at all yet. But uh, I've been experimenting with it for the past day, and I think we're just about getting it the way I wanted it. It's very appropriate for those of you who use Zoom uh, to go to meetings like this. And and Jeff, maybe you can even speak to this for me. Um, when you get into a Zoom meeting and your system volume is at a particular point, if you need to do something with JAWS and navigate, if JAWS is speaking at that same level as the system volume, JAWS is basically stomping on whatever the other person might be saying in the Zoom meeting. So it's hard to 
it's hard to navigate around your computer with JAWS running if you're using speech at the same time as you're trying to listen to the meeting. You you understand what oh, I'm saying? It it, it can be uh it can be pretty crazy because you're trying to to move to maybe find something on your machine quickly or you know whatever it is, but uh, you're you've got multiple things talking at the same time at the same volume, and it would be nice to be able to uh, change those quickly on the fly. Yes. So, um, let me show you what we've done now. Insert space, and this doesn't work on your machine, so don't try it yet unless you're listening to this recording after the. Uh, next update of 2021, either either December 2020 or January 2020 comes out, uh, 2021 comes out, this update should have this feature. So I hold down the insert key and I hit space bar. Space. And then I hit um, V for volume. Now, if you tried insert space V, I think you're going to get uh, something else, but we're switching whatever was on V to this. V, volume. And once I'm in volume, I'm either going to change the JAWS volume or the system volume. So I want to change the JAWS volume, so I hit the letter J. J, JAWS. And then I can use the arrow keys or I can use page up or page down. So if you use the arrow keys, it goes a little bit. I'll hit down arrow. 19%. Down arrow. 17%. Down arrow. 15%. And these percentages may be a little different when you get it because we're still uh, tweaking this a little bit, but you get the idea. I'll hit up arrow. 17%. 19%. And it goes back where it was. Now I'm going to do page up. 39%. And Jaws just got quite a bit louder. 59%. There's Jaws volume. But I'm not changing the system volume. So when I'm talking, you're hearing me at the same level, but Jaws is changing. So I'll do the page down again. 39%, 19%, 1%. And this may have been why, uh, and I'm glad, you know, I'm glad uh, Roberta chimed in there and said, can you turn the volume up on JAWS? Because I had actually been working with this earlier and I turned it down and that's why it was lower. 21%, 41%. So I'll turn it back up a little bit. So that's the new feature. And there w- will be an opportunity there to adjust your, uh, system volume also. Now, by the way, if I hit escape, we hear that little sound. I just left the layered mode. So now page up and page down would do whatever it was wherever I was working. And that volume adjustment will stay in place until I change it again. So let me try this one more time. Insert space. Space. V. V. Volume. And S for system. S. System. And now, if I page down, 66%. I should have gotten a little quieter for you. Did that work, Jeff? I didn't hear you get quieter, but I, I certainly noticed the jaws. Yeah, uh, I didn't hear it either. No. I, I'm going to do it again. 46%, 26%. Is, no. Is, am I getting any quieter? No. 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 Oh, you're but you're, I'm sorry, but you're are. getting quieter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, let's you're fix that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> See, Eric found a way to tune us all. Exactly. Out. I, I knew he'd figure it out sooner or later. <laughs> yes. So, so that's that's going to be a new chain. Now, I actually and and you know the developers don't haven't realized I don't think how significant this is, and I think in today's day of us all in Zoom meetings, um, we're going to have to get this out there and get people educated about it and. 
good news is not only for vocalize or expressive, this should work for eloquence when it comes out. We've got a slight issue with it on the eloquence side right now where sometimes eloquence gets tricked and all of a sudden the volume goes back up and then it comes back down again as you're navigating. Uh, but we'll get that adjusted and uh, and get that fix in for the final release. John and I are finding this might be the best feature because we're playing with it, obviously, being beta testers, that Freedom Scientific has released in a very long time. It is terrific. Isn't it? Yep, I, I, I love it. You, I, I keep telling people in the office how significant a feature this is going to be. People don't realize it, but I, I, I know because I do this stuff all the time on Zoom, and I need to quiet Jaws down. Uh, I end up um, – Going into speech on demand all the time because uh, because I am sighted and I don't necessarily need the screen reading, but I, I would be just as happy just to turn Jaws down in volume, and that's why this has been a very good feature. Eric, you have a question. Would you okay. like to take it? Yes. Hi, Linda. I am just going to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I am a Zoom host, and this has been a huge issue where our Jaws is bleeding through or – um, and then when I turned it down in my system settings for my system, now when I'm doing other things, I can hardly hear Jaws. So thank you so much. Yes, I thought <laughs> I thought you might like this one. So that's great. We'll get this out as quickly as we can for everyone. Be patient, but it's coming. And just Eric, would you like me to tell everybody how to raise their hands in case they don't know? Sure, go ahead. Um, if you're on a PC, it is Alt-Y. If you're on a Mac, it is Option-Y. If you're on your phone, it is just tap your screen for raise hand. <clears throat> and if you're on a landline, it is Star-9. S. Whoops. Space. Speech on demand. So I put my speech on demand on in case I hit something on my computer and move around. You guys won't have to hear my jaws talking. Um, I don't know if... Maybe I can just explain speech on demand. I know there's there's quite a few people in here, and not everybody understands these things. We used to have the feature where you could just mute JAWS. And mute is uh, basically telling JAWS never to speak. Um, the speech on demand is something we added in for our magnification software because it really makes good sense for someone who's using magnification they want to be able to move around on the computer using keystrokes or using the mouse um, without being interrupted by speech. But if they need it to talk, they want to be able to do a speech command and get it to talk. So when I'm in speech on demand, if I give a speech command like tell me what time it is or read the window title or do a say all, those things all work. And I can get it to speak. So if I do an insert T, title is participants left parent twenty two right parent. It reads that. But if I hit the Windows key to open the Start menu, and then I typed in um, Word, for instance, so that the Start menu opened, I would have typed Word. I could press Enter. No speech will happen during that time. But if I give a screen reading command, I will get it. So that's speech on demand. And if you do an insert space S, you'll get that. And the idea is it's better than mute because at least you can still get it to read you something. But um, 
you don't have to have it reading as you're navigating. That's the whole idea. So if you ever hear anything spoken as you're moving around with speech on demand, that's probably a bug and you want to submit it. Uh, we're pretty good about watching for that, and I don't think we've got any problems in right now. When you're listening to other things on your computer, and, and we all do that now so much more, I mean, this is a wonderful feature because JAWS just kind of gets out of the way and in the background, and then when you need it, you can hit a specific speech command and bring it back to life. That's right. Um, you um, have a question. Okay. Lynette? I just want to know if this will be in the podcast, this session. I don't know if you can hear me. Okay. Yes. Hello? Uh, well, oh, okay, I think cool. this does get rec- I think this does get recorded and I think you guys broadcast this later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it'll Thank be podcast you. in the next day or two. Deborah, I want to return to this issue of notifying you when there are spelling errors. Mm-hmm. I want to know if this is a possible bug or an error on my part. Um when I am in Google Chrome and I am typing Spanish, I'm taking online Spanish online. I keep hearing about misspelled words, and I've tried looking for spelling in Setting Center and turning everything off, but it still is telling me I have misspelled words because, of course, it thinks I'm typing English. Uh, I think you need to do this in Insert V in the uh, quick settings. Ah, okay. Thank you. Uh, Look there. If you get stumped with that, send me an email, and I'll dig into this with you. Sure. Thank you. Okay. Um, you know, people ask a lot about that. There, there's there's quick settings and there's setting center. And what is the difference? Why do we have things in two locations? The reality is everything should be that's in quick settings should also be in the setting center. Um, in practical reasons, it's not. Uh, sometimes there are things that only exist in the quick settings. The idea with quick settings is you want to be able to quickly jump in, find it, change it, and go right back without having to launch the setting center and go through dialog boxes. So quick settings is insert V. We used to think of that as verbosity, um, but uh, quick settings is there. And uh, the setting center, of course, you can go in through the utility menu and get to the setting center, and that's much more involved. Quick settings is a little faster to get to some of these things. Not everything is in uh, quick settings that can, that is capable of doing. Only certain things are in quick settings. And, again, they should all be in the settings center, but they're not. Okay. Penny? Um, a lot of times I copy things from an email into a document. And the, the formatting copies as well. So if there's... If the email shows up as a table, it will show up as a table inside the document. Mm-hmm. Or if there are headings in the email, is, will the text analyzer find those things? And if so, how will I turn them off? It will find those things. So any, uh, you're correct. We do bring formatting by default when you copy to the clipboard. Uh, and we do that for a, a reason. Uh, primarily a lot of people don't want to just take a table of information and strip the table out. They want to actually have the table when they paste it in. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I do. So. <laughs> you want to strip it out. So That's right. there's actually a way to do that. I think if you, when you copy it to the clipboard, 
and I'd have to double check this. And Jeff, maybe you can, re- maybe you remember, maybe this will trigger something for you. I think that if you use the shift key when you copied it to the clipboard, it copies it without the formatting. I think it strips oh. it. Oh, I hope so. That would be fast. Does anyone? Does anyone remember John or or Larry? I'm not sure who's here. Uh, I'm uh, Larry's here, and, and I and Larry. I don't remember. That's okay. You've seen one. You've seen them all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the answer to that, but it's a great idea. I, I'll go. I'll go back and check. Here's a note for you listening on the podcasts. Eric eventually did write me back and wrote the following. I'm in Office 365, and this is quite simple. Select from the web including markup. Go to Word, paste with Control plus V then, press and release Control followed by the letter T for plain text, and the formatting is lifted and you are left with the plain text. Okay, Mitchell, you may unmute. How do you stop the language? Okay, say you're reading a manual and it goes to another language. How do you stop JAWS from trying to read that? So... This is in HTML or a Word document? It's a text. I have a flatbed scanner. Mm-hmm. And I used your OCR to, to do it. Okay. So if you go into Insert V and type Language, you'll find Language Detection Change, and you can turn that off. All right. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Uh, Deborah, you may unmute. Uh, hi. Um, what I usually do when I'm trying to paste between an email and Word is I just paste it unformatted. Or if I'm trying to paste from the web to something, I uh, just make sure that I have the virtual cursor uh, copy and paste from virtual cursor on, and then I delete the what JAWS the JAWS comments like table start and table end, and that I find are the easiest ways to um, cut and paste. Right, but it's still bringing the markup, right? So if there were a live link, you're still getting it as a live link. Uh, not if I paste unformatted. Ah, uh, and so that's. And and where do you do that? When you paste, do you then tab through those buttons to pick it? Uh, yeah, but there is a keystroke, which I'm in the process of trying to look up now. There is a word keystroke to paste on formatted because sighted people have this problem, too. They've got something. They don't want to have to delete all that formatting. They want to right. unformat it in. Yep. And the quick keystroke that sighted people, I've taught many sighted people to use. Yep, and there is a visual cue for this, which is the way which, which is the way sighted people do this, which is why I don't know the keystroke because it's a visual that pops up. Uh, once I paste something into Word, um, that visual cue comes up uh, to be able to pick: Do you want to merge? Do you want to do you want to retain what where it came from? Do you want it to use the formatting from the source? Um, right, but you can put it on the quick access toolbar. Yes, that's right. Yep. I have paste up for a minute on my quick, because that was an early Dan Clark training. Mm-hmm. And I put it on my quick access toolbar. Now I don't have to think about it. It's really easy to find. Thank you, Dan Clark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lynette? This is, when I'm in Word, I've just tried this. If you do, you know, Control-B, Control-U to format, and you want to undo this, I'm not certain this is going to answer the question, but... And you select, you can do a control shift N to go as an N is in normal formatting to go back to take away the formatting. If that's what 
they need. And that's not a JAWS command. That's a word command. No, that's a word thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny sometimes to try and understand what's what's the screen reader and what's the application. Um, and, yes. <laughs> and, the and the applications, of course, in the interest of accessibility for years, applications have been trying to apply keystrokes to all of these things. And uh, it gets complicated. That's why we can't all remember them. That's why we need things like voice assistant, right? That would be a great command Definitely. for voice assistant, <laughs> you know? Funny. Paste without formatting. So you wouldn't have to remember what the keystroke was. I would love that. Yeah, you go. I, I love it more now that I get older. <laughs> <laughs> that and the command search, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Absolutely. It's my friend. Now, Larry, are you using the voice assistant yes, at all? Yes, I am. Are you? Yeah, so tell me, tell me where you're using it. I uh, well, I'm using it to find things mostly things maybe a keystroke or something that I've forgotten. I'll use that mm -hmm. along with command search, but also I'm using the voice assistant as well because it's it's pretty handy. It's fairly yep. quick. It's not it's not everything yet, but you know it's a process. Now, do you have it tell you jokes at all? No, I, no. I generally don't. No, I tell it jokes, but it doesn't answer. <laughs> I haven't done that. It's like voice any voice assistant. I think they tell kind of stupid jokes. Sometimes they're corny, and I like the corny ones because they're funny for me. But I don't often do jokes. But I'll do other things, you know, related to Jaws specifically. So right comes yeah. in handy. Okay, Chris, you may unmute. Yes, Eric. This is uh, this may be a little. Uh, off the topic, but I recently downloaded Windows uh, 10 on my Mac, and when I went to download my JAWS Home, I got JAWS Professional, and which I'm not licensed for. That's a great question. What's do about that? So say that again. So you downloaded, you partitioned your Mac, you downloaded yes. Windows onto the Mac. Yeah, and then so you I could use either. And then yep. I downloaded, then I downloaded Jaws uh, 2021 and got Jaws Professional, which is not yep. something I pay for. So tell me about your Jaws license. Do you have, use an ILM license, or are you using a Portal Home Annual license? Uh, I guess I'm using a Home Annual license. Uh, did you just get this recently, or is it something you've had a long time? If, if you're talking about something that I buy with an SMA regularly, I didn't. Ah, that that's was, an ILM license. So you have an SMA. You've had this for a while. Yep. Yep. So um, what happens here is JAWS is the same software whether you're running it as a home version or a professional version. The software is the right. same. So you didn't install the professional version. You right. installed the right version of JAWS. But when JAWS runs – it looks for the authorization after it after it starts up, and then it applies it. So are you saying that you put your authorization onto the Windows also? Or no, did you just – you're running it in 40-minute mode. It's running as JAWS Professional. Well, yeah, because I couldn't figure out how to get it to be my regular license. If you put your regular license in, if you authorize it with your regular license, it should work. So when you go to run it, does it ask you for it to to input your authorization on? Yes. 
And when it asks for that, did you go through the process to do it, or are you just saying run as a demo? Well, I, <laughs> to be honest with you, I didn't know what the process was, so I haven't done it. Oh, okay. So, yes. So, if you launch the software, it mm-hmm. should ask you it, – it looks for authorization, and if it doesn't right. find it – It'll ask you, do you want to authorize now? So then you'd say yes. Yep. Now, you'll need to know what your authorization code is. Right. And, and if you're not sure about that, you can uh, write to the customer service team right. with your uh, serial number and your name yep. and ask them to send you your authorization code back, and they should be able to do that. And then you can have that code, and you can then authorize the computer. And once you authorize, it'll come up with your serial number, and it will be your home version. Awesome. Thanks very much. Okay. All right. Um, Mitchell. Um, I just tried to switch uh, profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, vocalizer voices, I went to add or remove voices. It shows the ones I have installed. Mm-hmm. But when I pull up the dialogue, they don't show up in the list. Ah, so you went into the add, remove voices, and you found that it says you've got some installed, but when you then go into the select a voice profile dialog box, you're not seeing those voices. Yep. And tell me, are you JAWS, ZoomText, or Fusion? I'm a JAWS. I got your home and license. And you put in the 2021 version. Yep, that's what I got. I don't have the answer for this one, <laughs> but there. Uh, but I've heard something about this, and I and I encourage you to call tech support, and or or if 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 you want, send me an email, Mitchell, and just uh, so I'll have your contact information, and just a quick brief description. You've got twenty twenty one jaws in. You see that you know you have voice. Uh, vocal expressive voices installed, but they're not in your profile dialogue. Send me an email like that, and I will have someone in support get back to you. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Deborah? Yeah, when, when we come out with new releases, some of these things come up, and we don't necessarily catch them in our testing. Our, if our beta testers didn't catch them, they get out in the field, and we've got some, you know, always some issues like that that pop up when we first do a release, but we try and rectify that right away. Well, Jeff, it's been uh, it's been a good hour. Do you have anything to um, share with what's going on? Uh, anything new on the hardware front? Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of marveling here at how fast the time goes by in yeah. an hour. But uh, um, well, things are going pretty good. I mean, um, we've got our L Braille out, and uh, that that's been exciting to to work with Jaws, of course, and our Focus Gen Five. Um, it's always exciting to show, and uh, L Braille's been good because you know we we've told so many folks who have had a focus and worked with it with Jaws, you know, for uh, for a while. You're halfway to getting an L Braille if you decide that's the way you want to go, where you've got an all-in-one Windows 10 computer where your focus is going to be able to dock right into just one device. So, um, you know, that's, that's going along well. Excellent, and on the low vision front. What's it? Uh, what's the latest thing to, that they've released? Do you? I think they just started sending something through APH new this fall, if I recall. 
Yeah, we're doing lots of things there with uh, with APH and lots Juno's. of webinars and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah. is it the Juno? I think the Juno. I think that's something that they just started with APH, or maybe there's something coming out in January or February with them too. I'm not positive. But yeah. uh, did a webinar last night with them too. Okay, so watch for updates. If you're running JAWS 2020, uh, you will probably get an announcement of an automatic update for 2020 over the next week or two. If you're running 2021 and the 2020 update comes out, you won't necessarily hear about that one. Um, but you will be informed when the 2021 update hits, and it'll either hit either just before Christmas or just after the holiday. If we get too close to the 25th, we tend to uh, will want to hold it back just because uh, support people are trying to take some vacation too, and we don't want to put a release out there that would interrupt anybody's service and not be able to get through to the support folks. So we'll have a few less people maybe working over the holiday. And, you know, while the holidays are going on and you know, maybe not as many people around or you have a little bit of time, you should uh, certainly check out the Freedom Scientific training page that's changing all the time. You know, we've got all our archived webinars up there for all of the features we've done. We just did one on uh, Focus uh, not too long ago, but, I mean, we've got everything from Google Docs to a number of the G Suite things and then a uh, number of uh, Microsoft and Zoom and Office 365. So it's all there and a lot of great things to check out on the training page. Great. All right. Well, with that, I think we'll wrap up and get out of here. Um, thank you, guys. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, great thank to be here. Thank you, guys, very much. Yep. Thanks to Sheila for uh, helping out. You and, are very uh, welcome, and I hope you all have a wonderful afternoon. We will. Larry, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much, and we'll uh, wish you a Merry Christmas. And we don't talk to you before then, and we'll be That's right. ready for the Absolutely. next invasion yep. of Vespero coming up soon. That's right. <laughs> That's okay. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Merry Christmas, guys. Take Bye, care. everybody.